Phillies sweep Miami. Despite concerns about Marlins pitching, no problem for the Phillies offense. Now it's on to the Braves. This is the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, and Jeff, did you have any doubt about the Phillies this wild card series? I was really, you know, confident going in. Obviously, we talked about the lefty versus lefties and that, you know, the the onus in that series, right, was going to be on the right-handed bats of the Phillies to come through. And Trey Turner did, JT Realmuto did, Johan Rojas, you know, in a subtle way really did. Um, and that's not to say some of the left-handers didn't, but they got to they got the Lazardo to throw a lot of pitches early. And I once they once the the Phillies won the game one, I didn't really have a whole lot of confidence that that Braxton Garrett, you know, who's a young pitcher, was going to come in uh, against that Phillies crowd and that Phillies lineup and and be able to shut him down. And then I got to say, Skip Schumacher, I don't know what you're thinking out there with David Robertson being an innings eater <laughs> in a game you got to win, but. Hey, you'll take it when you're the Phillies, right? And um, so I, I was once they got through Game One in Lasardo and got to him early. I was really, really confident that the series was going to go the, the Phillies' way. Yeah, Lasardo lasting just four innings. So like once once Lasardo exited, I mean, even though the Phillies did have a big lead, I'm like, all right, well, this is this is this is okay. <laughs> like the Phillies, Phillies have this in the bag, you know, because uh, really the the. The way that the Marlins would have won would have been, would have been a dominant start from Lizardo, and you could tell that the Phillies were were making him work. You know, when the right. uh, they they did kind of waste the two on to start the first inning, so you wondered if that would kind of bite them. But then I was looking at the scoreboard; it's like, okay, he threw twenty four pitches in the first. If they can make this continue, this could work out all right. And so, uh, yeah, Phillies ended up tagging him for just three runs, uh, but really that ended up ended up being enough. And uh, and then mm-hmm. of course. The big moment, I suppose, of the series was the Bryson Stott Grand Slam. So uh, what do you think that does for his confidence after having a little rough September? Well, it's funny. I, when he got up, I, you know, they were making such a big deal about and, and you know, deservedly so about how he just hasn't been swinging the bat really well. And I thought, man, this kid is due. Now, I didn't think he was going to hit an upper decker Grand Slam, but he was certainly due. And I think. Look, we've come to to know that Bryson Stott, he, he, I wouldn't call him streaky. I think for the most part, he's, he's a very consistent guy. He has had a few slumps. I remember earlier in the season, he's having one. They were talking about him going to work a little bit, getting the hands back on top. And then he came out and like, had like a four for four day. So he's not, I, I didn't worry that this was going to carry out for a long time. And I thought that was a great spot for him. Phillies already had the lead. Here he is in the driver's seat to just relax and, you know, first pitch, fastball, bam. It set it up really well, you know, new pitcher and everything like that. Um, so I, but, but I think it's great for his confidence, Frank, because now you're, you're going into a series where you're not so worried about your, your handers coming through. You want them, your right handed batters, but you, you know, you're going to need your left handed batters against this Braves pitching staff to come through too. So uh, I'm happy. I think it made uh, it's great to see Bryson Stock come alive, and if the Phillies can just keep working these pitchers, right? And and I go back to that Johan Rojas at bat where he singled off of Lazardo after about fouling off seven or eight pitches, right? And then who was it? Was it Real Muto after that or, or Turner? I forget. No, I think it was it was um, Real Muto then who came through with the single to score him, right? Um, that was it, it's just so vital that they continue to do that and not give away at bats not get themselves out easily and i really think frank from September, the start of september on even whether when the win loss wasn't going their way against some some teams they, they were swinging the bats so well that i felt like really 
even more so than last year going into the playoffs, that they were not going to give themselves up a whole lot at the plate. Yeah, they definitely seem to have the momentum. Of course, they that four game sweep of the Mets that they had before uh, that really did they really locked it in for them, uh, even ahead of the Pirates. You know, the they, you know that they, they had a win one against the Pirates, but it just seemed like right. they were just locked in and. And and it was weird because even though they weren't trying the last few games, it, it didn't seem like didn't seem like they were losing any momentum in the process. Even though they they only took what was it one out of the last four. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's why. Right, it was it was almost how they were they were losing. Right, you knew that those games weren't as as big. It just felt like consistently they were swinging the bats well at a good time. And I tell you what, if this is a big wild card, right? If JT Realmuto has a series against the Braves like he just did against the Marlins. If he can swing the bat like that, what a huge advantage it will be for the Phillies, among some other advantages that I think the Phillies might have. But that that's that's just really key right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. So let's uh so, so it's funny, two game series, there's not a whole whole lot to talk about uh that Marlins <laughs> series because it was just all Phillies the whole time and and by the way, I well, just the pitching, had... right. You we can at least talk about and say, hey, look, if if you were worried about Nola, if you were even worried about Wheeler a little bit, mm. I think the extra. I think I think you got to give a lot of credit to the front office and the coaching staff for knowing, hey, we're we're good. We know we got a playoff spot. Let's make sure we line it up so that we get Wheeler and Nola in our first two games, and that they're they're coming off good rest, and they were able to do that. That was key. Yeah, and. and... <laughs> Some some teams don't do that well actually with the with the rest because you know once the Phillies clinched then the Nola just sat <laughs> for right. for a while right so right, right that was actually you know we talked about it but it was kind of comical you know that that one roster spot just turning between every game just to to get somebody yeah. to come in and pitch a bunch of innings but uh but yeah and then you know let's look to the next one now it looks like the way that the schedule works out as we turn to uh turn to the Braves we're gonna see Wheeler on regular rest and then Nola on extra rest that the way that that works out. But, but the big question then would be who's going to start game one. Who's your game one starter, Jeff. So I'm, I'm torn between like, let's, let's do the be- best we can to steal game one and put Ranger out there. He's the king of composure. He's been in this situation, starting off with a left-hander against some of their, their good lefties. But then part of me thinks that, why not go with Chris Sanchez there, another left-hander who is p- pitched better than Ranger, to be honest with you, more consistent this year. And then that gives you the opportunity to use Ranger in a relief role in game two or three, if you need it, right? And uh, maybe that's overthinking it. I mean, you've got Strom. Soto was actually pretty decent the other night and left-handed. I, I don't know. I don't want to out-strategize myself. My my lean would be to go with Ranger Suarez for for the reasons I gave but uh, this is not like last year's Ranger Suarez. He has not been the same kind of pitcher. Yeah, I'm with you. But I, I for the reason of of him being Mister Composure, and yeah, I feel like he's going to be very prepared. I feel like he is going to know how to approach each hitter. So I feel like that, you know, he's the type of guy that'll say, "Okay," take, takes the takes the step back, says, "Okay, well, Matt Matt Olson." Uh, I need to throw him uh, which pitch? Oh, okay, and then he just calmly does it. I mean, that's especially yeah. especially being in Atlanta. You know, I think I think I think you want that. I, I, that might be too much for Chris Sanchez. And by the way, we noticed we didn't even mention Taiwan Walker at all. <laughs> so I think point. I think I think we're kind of figuring he doesn't get to start this series either. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I really we're talking about game one, which left-hander because we, you know, you you don't want to go righty, righty, righty uh, against this Braves lineup. So it's nothing against Taiwan, but um, I yeah, think I think is. I would agree with you on what's that. I think it is something against did, did Taiwan. Ta- did Taiwan Walker earn a start in a situation like this uh, down the stretch? I'm not sure he did. That's fair too. That's fair too. But I was purely thinking, you know, I wanted a left-hander <laughs> to choose between the. The two left-handers, but you're right. It's not like Taiwan finished the season, um, you know, so strong that you'd be, be confident. And by the way, I, I wanted to mention this. And I wanted to get your opinion on it um, as we talk about the right-handed pitchers. Nola pitched well in game two. You wanted to see that kind of Nola. But I also think the Marlins got themselves out against him more than he had his best stuff. Uh, he, he, he obviously threw a lot of off-speed. You got to generate a lot of swing and misses. I don't know that he was locating it really well, but the Marlins did an excellent job of helping him out by swinging at it. I, I almost think that that exact pitching performance out of Nola against a better, more disciplined team, maybe Atlanta, right? You may not get the same results. So while I did credit him for pitching well, there were some things I saw where I thought, mm, I wonder if this is more Marlins kind of getting themselves out or Nola really seizing the moment. Now let's let's talk about the the Braves lineup though. So um, throwing the lefty, so we agreed it'll be a lefty in Game One, right? So mm-hmm. um, the, the the Braves lineup is pretty balanced. I mean, the the one the lefty bat that would worry you is Matt Olson, uh, yes. you know, their their cleanup hitter, who's a hell of a player. You know, remember when the Braves got him, and yeah, I thought that oh well, if they don't get Freddie Freeman back, then they're done. Well, then they go pull mm-hmm. pull Matt Olson Olson out of the air. It was like okay, well no, they're they're even better now. Uh, for the long run, run. Uh, so, um, but but also you know Ozzy Albie's switch hitter, uh, yep. and I guess the the next best lefty would be Rosario. So they they seem to be uh, better from the right side uh, with Acuna and Riley and Ozuna and Murphy and mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're all they're stacked, you know. Uh, so um, so I don't I don't know if the lefty righty thing gives them an advantage at any time, but but yeah, I I think I think you do want to see different perspectives and i think that would help to to have your softer tossing lefty and then a harder throwing righty and, and wheeler in game two so uh but, let, but but i think this this helps the phillies the way that the schedule plays out right so phillies had a couple days off now it's too soon to bring wheeler back i mean you could bring him back on three days rest i don't know that i would do that because i don't think he's if it's a world series maybe i don't know but I would not bring Wheeler back on three days rest. Not something he's done. But uh, so if, so if if Suarez gets game one, you have a day off before game two. So the Phillies actually have a day off in Atlanta on Sunday. Now I know they like to stagger the NL and AL, and they're they're trying not to compete with football a lot. <laughs> That's that that usually has a lot to do with it. That that they don't want to uh, compete with football on a Sunday, so pe- people can watch their Eagles games and not have a conflict. Uh, and then so Monday at Monday in Atlanta, then Tuesday off. Right. So that's a lot. That's a lot of days off uh, in the middle of all this to, to get your bullpen rested. That's that's yeah. that's a nice advantage for both teams, really. But then they have the two home games on Wednesday and Thursday with another day off before they would play a, a game five if they need it in Atlanta. So that means you can go Suarez game one, Wheeler mm-hmm. game two, and then it would be Nola on Six days rest on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. If we like him with a little extra rest, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then they would need to go back to the the Suarez spot on Thursday, 
and that would be on a that would be on a normal uh, size rest, and then the same thing for a wheeler on a possible game five if you want to go on uh, a normal day's rest. So Phillies get two wheeler starts out of this if necessary. So I will say when I'm when I'm really trying to break this down, I think I think the starting pitching is going to be what decides this series. I know we know the the Atlanta bats are dynamic. You know the Phillies bats can be dynamic. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at two Wheeler starts, one Nola, two Suarez Sanchez. You know they could both pitch in that game. You know if if, right. if you know uh, if Suarez is struggling a little bit, uh, then you could throw Chris Sanchez for a couple. I think that's that's a real possibility. But right. But I think this is going to come down to the stars. Now, Jeff, let's talk. Let's talk about these Atlanta Braves starting pitching because I, I this is a. Hard time for the for the Braves. Now we're we're talking. Okay, who's who's going to be sort of their number three? Right now, the Atlanta Braves don't have anybody really after their first two. Right. Right. So Spencer Strider, we all agree he is he is absolutely electric, right? Mm-hmm. And he is going to be a <laughs> a real a real challenge in Game One. Let's let's be honest sure. now. Can the Phillies bats uh, stick it to him? I I feel like one time out of his career, the the Phillies bats actually got to him, yes. uh, and so I you know I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's he's a lot of pressure postseason star like this. You know, last year actually the one time they did get to him was last NLDS when he right. pitched in Game Three, right? That's what I thought so, you were referring to. No, right. well, <laughs> well, but you meant the other time. I know what you're not, yeah, I now yeah. know what you meant. Yes. So if if uh, Bryce Elder, uh, Bryce Elder, you know he's the, he was the number three. He kind of fell off the planet uh, down the stretch to the point where he he is he is either being viewed as an opener if he starts at all mm-hmm. in this, which is which is mind blowing because he was so good in the beginning and he was an all star, but he had an ERA in September of five six eight. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I think I think they may give him the nod, but but September was was not kind to him, and so to the point where, you know, we're seeing uh, people that cover the Braves, um, <laughs> say, well, maybe you know you could go Bryce, or maybe you could start Brad Hand and then go mm-hmm. to AJ Smith Shawver, like. That, well, that's that, the guy who scares me, by the way, Smith Shawver. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, he's well, got he's, some stuff. <laughs> he's not being considered to start. I know. I'm just so, and then I'm coming in uh, in some games, but God. So, but there's but there's there are more complications here because you say okay, well then number, the number two starter, Max Fried. Well, Max Fried's Max Fried. He's been dealing with a blister on his f- right. pitching finger, so right. he pitched that simulated game that they had in Atlanta. They they actually opened it up to fans. They were trying to make make the Braves feel fresh uh, during the wild card layoff that they have or buy. Although I don't, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see over time if that helps teams or hurts teams. Uh, that you know, that dialing that intensity down, but, uh, but he's got a blister on his finger. So you know, I, they they said that during his simu- that simulated game or whatever they, they were calling that little exposition, he pitched without a bandaid at first, and then he put one on and pitched with the bandaid too. Mm. Just makes 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 it sound like he, you know, this is this is this could be a little nerve wracking for them, and yeah, what that I blister's whole- going to do. The whole idea that they're having this kind of simulated game, this, uh, this is, I'm scared of the, I'm, uh, we're scared of the hell of the Phillies type of practice, right? I mean, (laughs) this is not like, just like come for BP, come for fielding practice, relax, go home. This is, oh shit, we have to play the Phillies again. (laughs) Let's get like a simulated, let's throw our pitcher who's got a blister issue. We're going to just bandaid it up and let him get a, get get his work in. Yeah. Now, 
Now the the the, the word an uh, a day ago was well he's they're saying oh it looks like it's it's healing very well. Sure. Is that a positive or is it you know um I don't know this is this this is if I'm the Braves I'm nervous because you know you might say okay it's healing great but he hasn't been pitching in a major league game. Yep. You know by the third inning like this could be really bothering him right. Yes. So it's on his left index finger. And you know, if you're a lefty pitcher, that's 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 not what you want. Right. Right. So I have a couple of thoughts on on what you just said. Uh number one, over the last thirty days, do you know what the Atlanta Braves team ERA is to your point on their I know it struggles? hasn't been good. <laughs> Five point seven eight. Do you know where that ranks among the thirty two teams? Worst? Second worst. Remember, okay. Colorado is always grandfathered into okay. the 32nd spot. <laughs> they are at 5.92. But yeah, so that's not like a, a a one series or two. That's the last 30 days. So I think, I don't want to say the Braves are walking into a buzzsaw. They're very good. Um, but clearly, the, the Phillies were playing. The Phillies' bats were heating up in September. The Braves' arms were cooling off in September. And I think that that's big. Even Strider himself had a couple of starts where he wasn't him's normal self where he had like a lot of strikeouts, but he was giving up runs. Uh, he, I think this is, listen, if there's ever time to try to get at this Atlanta pitching staff and Strider, it's now, I don't think this Phillies offense is going to be intimidated at all. Granted they beat him last year because Reese Hoskins hit the uh, big home run off of him and Reese isn't there, but they're, they're, they're a better offense this year. I mean, again, right-handed, the addition of Trey Turner, Johan Rojas has been good. They work guys, and the key will be to work these pitchers and get them deep into counts. Um, so I, I'm, I'm confident in the way the Phillies are swinging the bats that they're not just going to go and strike out 15 times. Um, I might eat those words, but I'm pretty confident in that now. Um, Freed is a guy, you mentioned the blister issues, and he's not an overpowering guy. He's a crafty guy. So he's another guy that I'm not, you know, I'm not too scared of. And I'm obviously, you know, Strider is the guy that you, you have the mark on. But I think the whole five-game series, again, Frank, favors the Phillies for what you said. You're going to have two Wheeler, one Nola. Um, you know, three out of five, you got your power right-handers there uh, who have done it for you in the past, whereas the Braves are are probably thinking, yeah, we got Strider for two, and I don't know what the heck we're going to – like, we really need Free to be an ace like he was a couple of years ago and or Elder to – just like shake this off or we're going to need some great pitching from our bullpen, which they, they you can imagine get. a bullpen game from the Braves in game three. I mean, that, no, that's literally the what they're talking. Yeah. That's crazy to me. So I, I, I just like the energy and I, 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 you know, you can call me a home or whatever you want. I'm trying to look at it objectively. I think I'm, I've been listening to some national podcasts, uh, baseball pod, podcasts, and they all say they think the Phillies are just as good as the Braves. So I mean, it's not just us. Us. I think they're catching them at a really good time here. And I yeah, think last but- year, I do think that what they're doing in practice is I, if you shot all those guys up with true serum, I guarantee you of all the teams in the national league playoffs that they least wanted to play, it, they would tell you it would be the Phillies. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I can definitely see that. And you know what? Uh, Freed, he can't wear a bandaid in a major league game. Like that's not allowed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, 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 that's so why I'm, I'm, I could see him after a few innings that start to bother him. And, you know, even if the Phillies don't respond off him right away, it's going to be uncomfortable for him later. And then we didn't even mention yet, Charlie Morton is out on the IL as well. So both both Morton and Freed ended the season on the IL. So yeah. 
when they're your two go-to starters uh, beyond your, your number one, that's that's really nerve-wracking. And behind him, uh, that's that's the big question mark. That that might be Elder, might be might be Smith Shaver Shaver. I forget how he says his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Braves are the Braves probably are a little bit nervous uh, just about about the pitching. You know, like the the headlines out of Atlanta yesterday are well, Braves mulling pitching options with roster. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're seriously going to start Brad Hands. Oh my God! I mean, even if he is an opener, if that's 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 something you're talking about, I I I, I think the Phillies should just, you know, like 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 Nick Castiano sticking up his ring finger, which we thought was a different finger initially before yeah. before we really had to go back and look at it. So he wants that ring. I could see the Phillies going in there and just stomping on yeah. on this pitching because that would be what that would if they had to do that. That would probably be for them. That would be game three or game four. three. Game three. They oh can bring... my god! The first game in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, that's that's even better. So, so yeah, because I'll Strider. The Strider would pitch the two games at home. Uh, right. They, would, you know, if if, they, if there is a game five, you notice I say if because yeah. I might I might be I might be feeling the Phillies in four here. You know, um, I, was, I, I was afraid to say that, but I've been I, thinking it. You know, I just I just I'm just I keep digging through this, and I mean, and look, that's not to say this is this is going to be easy by any means, but certainly right. any team with Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson. I mean, uh, so what are, what are the scores going to be in some of these games? Like, are, do you see the potential for a high scoring game at, at any time? Like, um, game one, I could see it now. You know, obviously Strider's on the mound for the Braves, so you're gonna have to like get to him. But again, I, I think they're swinging good bat. Maybe probably more so. Let's see, game game three in Philadelphia. If that winds up being Nola versus um, Elder, you know, we know Nola can can struggle to keep the ball in the yard even at home, and that's a great Braves lineup. And then Elder is not pitching very well and the Phillies have a great lineup. So that would be the game that if I think about it really I could see being a eight six, nine, seven type of game, you know. <laughs> but the Phillies could put up nine. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Phillies can put up nine, don't you think? Oh absolutely. Yeah. Well, like, you know, they, they they did actually I think it was the last um elder start. The Phillies kind of knocked them around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't remember who won, but I remember them knocking him around a little bit. But uh but yeah, I'm looking at uh, Spencer Strider's numbers last seven days. Okay, last fifteen days, thirty days. Okay, I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, ERA five sixty in his last thirty days. So Strider was they were getting to Strider out there. So yep. Um, By the way, hope- Ozzy Albies, you, you mentioned him, right? And and again, the the Phillies are going to be a more of a right-handed staff, obviously, with just just one start that's probably going to be started by a lefty. So Albies is probably going to be batting left-handed for most of the, the series, right, against the starters. Well, yeah. this year, batting left-handed, his batting average is 391, which is sounds great, mm. right? The OBP is only 406, so he doesn't really walk a whole lot. He swings the bat. Five homers and 19 RBIs, though, from the left side. From the right side, 28 homers, 90 RBIs. So mm. please have keep him Ozzie, in the park. Ozzie Albies batting lefty. Yeah, keep the ball. If he's getting on base, that sucks too because he can be, he can steal a base or he can score on a, a home run, but at least he's, you're keeping him in the yard if you have him batting um, from, from the left side. Yeah. He, by the way, I love how Ozzie Albies, he got the Twitter handle, Ozzie. 
<laughs> that's his Twitter handle? Just Ozzy? Yeah, just Ozzy. No, nobody no. thought of nobody named Ozzy thought of hey, I'm <laughs> maybe I don't know. He's got money. Maybe he bought it off of somebody. Oh, that's but, a good point. Yeah. I mean he spells it different differently than the other Ozzy. Uh you know. <laughs> uh, but what's that? You mean no, Ozzy no, no, no. He spells it the oh. same as Ozzy Smith. I'm, I'm thinking Ozzy Osbourne, but uh, oh, oh, yes. But yeah. Jeremy Osbourne has Ozzy O Z Z Y. That's funny. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but uh, and the other thing too, I mean, Marcelo Zuna, the guy, very easy to dislike for other reasons, but he always seems to have the Phillies number from the right side. So, I think I think the the righties, tough righties against him would would be good. Um, so. Now, now, Kevin McAlpin, you might remember Kevin McAlpin, who used to uh, be in, in the Philly media market uh, as a producer. Uh, he's been doing great, great stuff covering the Braves down in Atlanta for, for gosh, a number of years now. It feels like it was last week he was around here. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, overall, you know, looking at some of the numbers against the Phillies, uh, Spencer Strider, eight appearances, 8-0, ERA with 72 strikeouts and 41, 47.1 innings pitched. So, uh, you know, th- th- now that that doesn't include the last start he made against the Phillies where he gave up. I mean, it includes the last start where he gave up four runs. So mm-hmm. you could get him. Now, other other stats against the Phillies. Uh, Matt Olson, 14 homers in 35 career games, <laughs> including 11 and 70 at bats at Citizens Bank Park. Oh, man, that guy. A- Acuna, 952 OPS with 17 homers in 286 lifetime at bats against the Phillies. So. You know that this this is entertaining, uh, so, <laughs> right? It's going to be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be real. Like any game, you ask, you know, can some of these games be high scoring? Like every single one of them could. I mean, that the these these are not the type of hitters that you can see like going complete all dry at the same time in the playoffs. Even though we know pitching beats good hitting, um, you know, a guy like Ozuna, yeah, he he can get shut down in the playoffs. A guy like JT Realmuto or Castellanos, they can get a little wild at times and succumb to good pitching but most of the guys in the Braves lineup and a lot of and guys like Harper and Turner and even Schwarber lately they're hitting lefty and righty and they're they're making contacts so that any all of these games could wind up being a little bit more high scoring than we think yeah, I think so so I already kind of kind of said I I think the Phillies have a shot of winning this in four games what say you yeah I, I'm you know at the risk of being a homer, I mean, I, I know how good the Braves are and have been, but honestly, they were great in April when the Phillies were not. If you look at the schedule from the All-Star break on, the, the Braves are like three or four games better than the Phillies. And so, to me, if you take three or four games between the Phillies and Braves this year, where a lot of them were one or two run games, I mean, it's 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 a toss-up. Um, but I go with some intangibles here and coming into Philadelphia right now is no fun, no matter who you are, because that crowd is more electric than any crowd there is in all of baseball. And that includes, you know, New York crowds when the, when the Mets and Yankees are in the, in, in, in the playoffs, I think citizens bank ballpark right now is the best home field advantage in the game. And uh, so I'm going to go with the Phillies on this. And I actually, I'm going to pick them in, in, in four. I think they need to do it in four. I think if they go back to Atlanta for the fifth and Spencer Strider's on the mound there, that makes me nervous. But I, I would I think, agree with that. I think the Phillies. I think the Phillies have a real shot here. I think they're. I think they're. They're lining up uh, right as the Braves are 
or have those pitching question marks. To me, that's 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 the difference that you're you're totally. going to get three. You can get three three starts from from Nola and Wheeler combined. Uh, they've got two against Spencer Strider with Spencer Strider and some question marks. And because that second Strider one doesn't come till Game Five, I'm thinking the Phillies have a shot doing this in four. From your lips to God's ears, as they say. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to play the games, but I, you know, I just what I saw from this this team, uh, these these couple games in Philadelphia. I think they, the, the, the I think they're locked in and ready, and I think at nothing else. This is going to be a very entertaining series. Game one Saturday, six oh seven p.m. Game two Monday, six oh seven p.m. Waiting to hear on the rest. I'd love to know when they're in Philly. Yeah, my poor buddy, tell me, oh yeah, I'm taking my I'm taking my son to uh, the Sixers game on Wednesday. It's going to be great. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be an experience. <laughs> Trying to sure get down there be. for that. He's not a big Phillies guy, but but man, they're they're going to have a hard time. I think uh, getting in and out of the Wells Fargo Center on Wednesday. <laughs> I I would imagine so. <laughs> Might as well just stick around and you know go to a local establishment. Even I know he said he had his son, but. You know, do something. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe postpone that whole thing, uh, just because it's going to be little little hectic down in South Philadelphia on Wednesday. But but Jeff, plenty. I think we'll have plenty more baseball to talk about this off season. I think I mean, so too. Off, off season, postseason. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So we should be able to do another one, probably maybe after game two or something like that, in between. Yep. Give a little progress report. That sounds good to me. So, but for now, Powder Blue Podcast, Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, enjoy the playoffs.